T-Radio recently had the privilege of meeting and speaking with Christophe Miguel, a renowned Bacuzdo French-born chef currently based in Singapore. Hailing from a family of chefs, it was only natural for Christophe to aspire towards gastronomy and the culinary arts. Beginning his career at the age of 14 and his apprenticeship with a Michelin-star-rated restaurant known as The Elite. From there, he worked under various senior chefs including 10 years under the legendary French chef Alain Ducasse. Outside of France, he has worked at reputed restaurants around the world before settling in Singapore, where he became the executive chef of one of Singapore's finest hotels, the Ritz-Carlton Millennia. Chef Miguel left this prestigious job to become the CEO of At Sunrise Global Chef Academy as he wanted to give back to society. He then founded his own organization Q Industries and Trade Private Limited as he believes in providing aspiring young chefs with a solid educational and practical platform to prepare them for the demanding but gratifying international world of professional culinary arts. We began asking Chef Miguel to share a few words about himself. Well, uh, my name is uh, Christophe Miguel. I'm a French-born gentleman. I was born in uh, Strasbourg, Alsace. I'm the son of a third generation of family chefs, so I was literally uh, born in the kitchen. Uh, my father was a chef, my grandfather is a chef, my older brother is a chef, my sister's sons are chefs. I'm uh, married to a lovely wife called Cecilia. Um, she is uh, one of my inspiration and uh, she follows me and supports me in everything I do. She has her own um, corporate uh, career. She is very successful. We have no children, um, so I really uh, dedicate my time and my passion to others and hope I can make a little impact in their lives. Um, my main motivation today is uh, to be happy, um, to share success, and uh, my favorite uh, hobby is uh, cycling. So I do a lot of cycling, road, road cycling, mountain biking. Uh, I did the Tour de France two times. Uh, I participate in many competitions and uh, I also like speed. So I do a lot of uh, superbike and uh, that is my little, little danger in life, uh, which I can't share because it's a, it's a very lonely uh, spot. So that's about it. We then asked him why he chose gastronomy as his profession and passion. My answer is, do you really think I had a choice? <laughs> um, I uh, started my career at the age of 14 and uh, I did my apprenticeship in a three Michelin star restaurant, which is the Elite, and uh, successfully graduated after two years. And actually my culinary program was a three years period, but I decided uh, then I was ready earlier and I took the exam and, and, and succeeded. And then subsequently I moved uh, to south of France uh, to work for a legendary chef called Alain Ducasse, where I spent uh, 10 years of my career uh, working uh, with, at level best with, in my opinion, uh, one of the greatest chefs of the century. There I, I learned tremendous things about the world of culinary and what it takes to become a great chef. And one of the motto was uh, zero tolerance for mediocrity. Everything had to be close to perfection. And then subsequently uh, I did my military. I had to do my national service. And uh, I was very fortunate to be able to continue cooking while doing my national service. And I, I served as the private chef of uh, the prime minister for 10 months. And uh, subsequently I decided to go to America uh, um, one of the main motivation was at that point of time I thought only France knew how to cook and I thought the rest of the world had no idea. I didn't even know there was another culinary world outside of France. 
And um, I spent about uh, three years in uh, New York City, and it was a tremendous learning curve. He then spoke about his move to Singapore. And then my career took a big swing because um, I finally made it to Asia. So I came to Asia via Korea. I started uh, my uh, Asia experience in Seoul and I worked for the chairman of Samsung. Yeah, so I was one of his uh, private chef. And then I was poached by an incredible hotel company called uh, the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company. And uh, I opened the Ritz-Carlton in Osaka and then subsequently transferred to Singapore. And uh, I became the executive chef of the Ritz-Carlton Millennia at the age of 28. And that made me the youngest executive chef within the entire company worldwide. So it was, I was very pleased, I had a lot of pressure, but I was very uh, contented with myself. I said, look, you started at 14 and at 28, you, you made it to, to that level. I was, I was very pleased with myself. Not contented, but pleased. And then um, I kept that job for about seven years and uh, I invested into a culinary school. Uh, called At Sunrise and um, in 2005 I decided to um, step down from my corporate job. I had one of the best paying chef jobs in Asia, in Singapore for sure and I decided then it was time to give back to society and, and share my knowledge, share my passion with the next generation and uh, I grew the school from a four student school to 2,500 students and uh, in uh, 2014, January 2014, I decided then I had done what I had to do. I changed uh, thousands of people's life. I made very successful chefs in that uh, eight years. And I decided to uh, sell my shares and uh, move on into a different um, part of my life. And today I basically help young chef entrepreneurs to set up their business and make them successful. For our next question, we asked him if this was his first visit to Sri Lanka. It's my second visit to Sri Lanka and um, I'm, I'm very pleased to be back. I was looking to be back. I was supposed to come back earlier this year, but unfortunately I couldn't make it. And I've seen tremendous changes within this four years window when I came for the first time and all for the, for the very positive. Uh, my first visit, I was very touched, very, very touched by the country for many, many reasons. And I came back and I told my wife, I said, we have to come back, we have to come back. So, glad to be back. We then asked Chef Miguel what he felt about the taste and essence of Sri Lankan cuisine. I'm very much inclined in all the curries and all the various uh, culinary uh, recipes and dishes you have in Sri Lanka. And of course, I'm not very knowledgeable, so I won't be able to give you a lot of specific names, but I do enjoy the flavor, I do enjoy the spices. And, and as you know, uh, Sri Lanka in Singapore has a lot of similarities in terms of the spice trail. Uh, of course, there is a lot coming from Sri Lanka, but there's also a lot coming from Indonesia. So we, we share a lot of similarities in, in terms of uh, flavors and recipes. We then asked him how he felt about Sri Lankan cuisine compared to those around the world. A lot of people don't realize that that entire spice trail exchange started out of the Muluku Islands. Um, you know, uh, nutmeg, cinnamon. I know Sri Lanka is very famous for its cinnamon, but there's also cinnamon in Indonesia. Uh, maybe not as good, but uh, I think they have nutmegs, which you don't maybe have, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And um, so yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of similarities and um, I, I, I just like these flavors and when I go back to Europe and I see some of the European chefs 
trying to experiment with those spices, not understanding the background of it, the usage of it, the power of it. I always say, be careful, okay? Be careful. This is not just salt and pepper, okay? Chef Miguel spoke on how he came across the Dilma brand. The Dilma story is interesting because I got to know Dilma on my first visit. Obviously, I, I've seen the brand in, 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 many, in many shops, but um, when I came, I was invited by the Fernando family to come and visit their headquarters and uh, I, I met everyone. And I was very touched by the passion of tea and um, I learned a lot about tea. I, I was very ignorant about tea at that point of time. And it made an incredible change in my mindset about, about what tea is all about. And uh, from there onwards, I, I have tried to see how I could help to promote that. So I first uh, established uh, the tea back into the school uh, and I helped Dilma to, uh, to have a very nice showcase in a new school called the Asia Culinary Institute where Dilma is very nicely represented. So that's my small contribution. We also asked Chef Miguel what he thought about the pairing of tea and cuisine. I, I, I think the tea, the cooking element with tea still needs a lot of development and understanding. I think we're on the right track, uh, but the mastery of, of those flavors, because they are, they are new, they're different, they're sometimes complementary, but at times also clashing. So I think there still has a lot of things have to be done, work has to be done. Uh, what is the best concept, context to use them? Definitely in terms of, uh, of uh, tea mixology, I think that the improvements are, are phenomenal. I mean, we had, a, we had an incredible cocktail last night for the gala dinner made out of tea and it was just spectacular. We then asked him if he had any favorites from the Dilma range of teas. I, I like the, the, the Ceylon tea, which is a very classic one. Um, and uh, it's, it's one of my favorites. As I said, I am still a, a, a novice in the, in the tea area, but I, I try to drink more and more of it. And uh, Ceylon tea is definitely one of my favorites. We also asked Chef Miguel about his musical preferences and his favorite artists. I, I will be very disappointing to you here. <laughs> I do not understand music. <laughs> I do not have a, a rhythm or whatsoever. Uh, okay, joke aside, uh, I, I do have, uh, yeah, I, I, I listen a lot to radio. Um, I don't have a specific artist uh, per se. Uh, I don't have a specific style per se. I, I studied classical music, pop music, rock music. I think I enjoy any type of music. Maybe because of my lack of understanding, I just like everything. <laughs> I am not a fanatic of, of any sorts. But uh, I have to say, I enjoy listening to music. It's something, uh, even today when I walk, I, I walk with music. It just keeps me going. When I exercise, I exercise with music. And even when I ride my motorbike on the, on the track, I do it with music. So music is omnipresent in my life, yeah. We close the interview by asking Chef Miguel to share advice to inspire budding chefs and people looking to enter the world of gastronomy. I think if you aspire to become a good chef, let's say just say good chef, and generally good leads to greatness. In general, the, the leap is not very high. Uh, you have to be very dedicated to what you want to achieve. You need to be very clear about what you can and cannot do. And you must quickly try to know what you're best at. We can't be good and great in everything. 
but we are all good in many things. And when we know what we are good at, we should do more of it. Because you are good at it, and you do more of it, you will become great at it. A lot of people do not understand that. A lot of people try to always focus on what they're not good at. I would have tendency to say, leave it on the side. Keep focusing on what you're good at and make it great. That is one advice I would give. Second advice I would give is, we have all two main elements. One is the character. It's about who we are. And the other one is about the competence. And when you want to become a good chef or a great chef, you have to develop the two concurrently. You need to have a great character, which is not the personality. It's about your value system, it's about your principle, it's about your motivation. And the competence, it's about developing knowledge, learning new skills, being able to constantly look outside of the box to get to, to acquire new skills. And the third thing, which is the easiest, just love what you do. T-Radio brings you words of wisdom from men and women of achievement on VIP chat over a cuppa.